a lot of our business at Family Office Club is just how do we make more ultra wealthy or high net worth friends? And then we learn from them to add even more value to the next ones that we meet and develop these mental models on how we add value to them. And one surefire way is on tax structures and investment structures. The people who care about tax structures and tax efficiency are the people who are making all the money typically. And what we found with ultra wealthy is that they don't stop doing. Some people might say, oh, well, they already created their wealth. So now they're just managing their family office. So what am I going to learn from them? They're still business professionals. They don't stop doing the smart business moves just because now they're ultra wealthy. Now they're only doing the things that were super smart. They don't have to do the things that were mediocre. And so I didn't mention this at the beginning, but one asset that we bought last year uh, was billionaires.com. We spent 12 years negotiating that transaction. And we've interviewed 25 billionaires now. I've interviewed Tony Robbins, Mark Cuban, Jeff Hoffman, Mitzi Perdue from the Perdue Chicken family. We've learned a lot by interviewing those 25 billionaires, but also I've read 50 books now written by billionaires. And at a conference with 700 people, I said, who's read more than five books written by billionaires? And one person's hand went up. And so if you think about it, most of us have read 100 business books, maybe a couple hundred business books, maybe a lot more if you're a reading junkie. Uh, But we're reading books by people who are really good at marketing their books and are not maybe as good at business as these billionaires are. We should probably be mostly reading books written by billionaires first and then go to the bestseller list that everyone's excited to read, right? Um, And the reason I point that out is that through our club and through billionaires.com, you can listen to these interviews, you can read them, you can read these books. If you want the list of 240 billionaire books that I'm going through and reading, I found 110 of them on Audible. um, And I'm going through most of those first and just 10 or 20 in print just to make it practical. Just let us know. We're happy to share that list with you. And eventually we'll be sharing a ranked list on billionaires.com of our favorite books. So we can transfer that specialized knowledge between them and you through billionaires.com. That's all free. It's nothing we we charge any money for. Um, And I wanted to point out that when you're working with ultra wealthy families, they become even more wealthy because their teams are excellent. They only work with excellent partners in profitable business models, and they know themselves so well, they know what they should be spending their time on. You could be really bad at negotiating deals, so you need to find a really good attorney or someone who's great at it. You could be really good at the financial modeling part or at managing teams or inspiring people. So figuring out all those layers to see how the ultra-wealthy have grown exponentially through knowing themselves, an amazing team, amazing profitable business model, uh, the right structures in place, et cetera, and stacking all of that is how a lot of the people became billionaires that we've interviewed. So this is uh, Joe Williams. He's the co-founder of Keller Williams Real Estate with over 200,000 real estate agents. He's on our advisory board. He's invested in our real estate platform. He speaks at a lot of our events. He'll be speaking in September at our Deal Flow Expo event in San Francisco in the Financial District, September 7th and 8th. Probably also, I think I might do like a fireside chat with him in December at our Family Office Super Summit where we'll have at least one billionaire speaking, if not two or three. Um, I wanted to go through a couple deal examples just to show how these structures play out. Because one person came up at the start of the event and they said, oh, well, is there going to be anything relevant for me? Because I'm more in the real estate development side, not buying one real estate asset, but developing you know, land into parcels and splitting it up and entitling it. And I want to make sure today is relevant for everyone here in the room. And we're happy to answer questions at any point in time. I'm going to go through... 20 slides or so right now. And then we're going to do a small group exercise. You'll learn from people in the group. You'll learn from a few of the structures I'm about to mention. Um, But, you know, associating with someone who could get you a lot of deal flow 
uh, such as a Joe Williams. He just introduced us to the number one Keller Williams real estate agent in Hawaii, where we're looking to acquire several assets, for example. And, you know, people, when he walks into a Keller Williams agency, you can imagine he's a relative celebrity, right? Uh, it's like Bill Gates walking into a Microsoft office somewhere. You know, people obviously respect him and he gets deal flow and, and influence because of uh, the advisory board deal we structured with him to get us uh, access to people we wouldn't have otherwise. Um, with one billionaire client, we've done 21 co-GP deals and they go into what a co-GP deal means exactly in a little bit here. Um, it took us 18 months and 150 emails to structure the acquisition of a social media asset uh, called dentalclub.com. So we're the, we have more social media followers in the dental industry than anyone else. We have 400,000 followers on social media in, in dentistry and 2 million followers total over all social media assets. Um, that deal was structured creatively. They wanted $3 million for the asset. And we're like, no way, it's never going to work. Instead of giving up, we talked about structure. We said, what's important to you in this deal? They said, well, really, we just want to keep it because of this one functionality. We said, oh, we don't care at all about that functionality. You keep that and we'll send you over 400K and change and then let's get the deal done. They said, okay, great. And then we got it done. So when you're looking to get an asset, figuring out what the other party cares about, what they're most worried about, what they're most focused on, is it monthly income and collateral? Then maybe they don't care about the preferred return or the profit split being X or Y. And you can make it so that they are happy because it's customized to what they want, but also maybe you get paid even more handsomely because you're giving them what they want, but you get what you want and you're confident the deal will go well, et cetera. Um, right now we're showing uh, a deal with Tony Robbins that came through another billionaire through billionaires.com. Um, and the structure of that deal will be just a pure joint venture structure, not a fund, not a uh, LP GP structure, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, we, this morning, I talked to a group that's had a $100 million exit, and now they're looking to have a $400 million exit. And the structure of their deals was key to how they were rolling up these practices by putting very little money down using seller financing. Right after lunch, we're going to have Andrew come up on stage, and we're going to talk about seller financing and creative ways to structure deals where sometimes you pay 0% interest uh, over a certain amount of time. Um, we've also done a deal worth mentioning for those of you on the operating business side where you may have put some money in yourselves and you want to syndicate it to other people. And so you make it so your money went in first, but your money comes out last and then you share in things pro rata. So one deal I did, we acquired a group of 23 pieces of intellectual property in the medical space for $500,000. I had already invested $150,000. My money went in first. Then I went to one investor who put in the 350000 I told him, I think this will greatly grow in value over time. We're going to flip this into equity stakes and cash payments. Um, but just in case I'm wrong, and let's say we have to take a haircut and sell these off and fire sale them for a third less than we bought them for, and we sell them for 350 k then I get $0 and you get all your money back still. So I'd have to have take a haircut of more than 33% for you to lose any money in the deal. Um, and so we structured it that way, but he's capped at a 2x return. So if we sell it for 500 k he gets all his money back then I get all my money back and we don't have uh, the upside, any upside on it. If we sell it for 700K, then we're both participating in the upside in a pro rata amount. And that way he knew that he was protected and that I was confident in the deal we're putting together. Um, but if we sell it for 5X, then I get to keep what's above the 2X. So it's a, it's a reading of how much leverage you have as an investor, how much leverage you have as someone raising capital, what does the other party care about? 
Uh, and in that case, that made him feel comfortable. I looked at the structure and said, all right, let's do it. And then uh, the deal got done within just two weeks.